my body, my body, my body, my body. Hello and welcome to Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? I almost did like a countdown for you just then. <laughs> I had to. Uh, I had I to. Uh, I had to. You know, I didn't have to, but I was gonna give Leslie like a signal to start, and I almost did like a five, four, no. three. Because it gotta be. Oh, you mean silent? But like not. Nah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I w- <laughs> we're gonna figure this out. Um, how are you doing today, Leslie? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing all right. We're together. We're taping. It's pretty yep. exciting. It's a Sunday. Yep. Man, we've been doing this for a while. It's been yep. three years. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. I think we're coming up on the anniversary again. Mm-hmm. It'll be in May. It's in May. Yeah. Yeah. That's when the pod bean. <laughs> that's how I keep up with oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's when pretty easy. Yep. Um, did you want to start with shout out Sugar Baker Moments? Uh, so catch me in 2021 for Sugar Baker Moments. Um, do what? I have any shout outs? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that took this me a year minute. is not. No. It's come not on. the year for, for anything, really. Um, I mean. Okay, we'll find. I'll give you some little moments. I'll oh, find cool. some for you. Thanks. I don't. Any shout outs? Ooh, Heathen Volume 2 and okay. also Volume 1. I guess if you haven't read Volume 1, um, it's a graphic novel comic series by Natasha Alterisi. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and Rachel Autumn Deering. Excuse me. And it's about a. Um, about Itis, who is a woman of the Norse. Uh, era whatever and um her father is supposed to kill her because he catches her like kissing her best friend oh right you told about this one yeah yeah and then uh so but he can't bring himself to kill her so he just banishes her and so she goes on a journey to free brunhild from odin's curse Mm -hmm. and she does but then she finds out that that's really just the beginning of everything Mm -hmm. like it's not that was her end goal and she does it and then she's like now what and then there's all this other stuff (laughs) There is going to be a volume three. I don't oh. think it's finished yet, so it will be quite the long wait. Um, but volume two was excellent. Oh, yeah. How about you? Um, Moment I or shout outs or both? Really enjoyed seeing Birds of Prey with you today. It was so good. It was so good. I think today will be my little good sugar job, breaker DC. moment because, I mean, let's just say our, our moments together are always sugar breaker moments, but yep. like, um, uh, I woke up this morning and I was reading. Um, uh, Tank Girl like well yes. goes to World War Two or something like that. I don't remember what it is. It's the volume where she's like in World War Two. I started that this morning, and then I was trying to decide like what to wear, and I was either gonna wear our taping shirt, our um unofficial taping shirt, the cookout T-shirt, cookout which, shirt. Was, which was what I was reaching for, and then <laughs> I felt this one, and so I'm wearing anything you can do. I can do bleeding shirt um which uh i do not on hand i'll get it for the notes i do not on hand have the information um uh about the artist and like the story behind it i think it's really cool that it was originally from uh an art exhibition about like gay pro women's um so that was what i was wearing today after like starting with like some like feminist reading in the morning and like some wearing this and then going to see birds of prey and like i loved it i'm probably gonna go again on tuesday <laughs> yes. on my day off. i thought it was so good i was feeling it it was great i even loved the bad dudes well because i love you mcgregor yep. so much 
so much till the day I die. Is what I said at the end of the movie. I was like, I'll love him till the day I die because he was one of my first crushes when I was like fourteen. Like when I was like, you know, becoming like closer to like adult age, I guess whatever teenager. When you're kind of your crushes can be a little bit uh more mature. So like, yeah, I did watch like the Pillow Book and like Train Spotting and all these things when I was a teenager because I had a crush on him, and I think it helped open me up. Um, so. Yeah, I thought that was so fun. And uh, p- the people in the – it was definitely, like, knock you over the head with her mallet, like, pro-women. Yes. And um, I enjoyed that. Same. <laughs> and it seems like people in the theater were on board. And I'm just – go Marco, uh, Marco Robbie for just, like, yeah. you know, deciding that – Yeah. Having say. And yeah. Yeah. I loved the, what they were talking about in the – because we go to Alamo Draft House and they're talking about – they always have stuff before – the movie um and then there was someone who was talking about the movie that like that like margot took over because she loved the character clearly and she was like mm-hmm. oh this character was like not taken care of before this like let's bring this in and um you know hired like female a woman director and um had this like great cast and like you know really just changed the vibe because that's how i mean after seeing this because you said this beforehand you were like do I need to be reading Harley Quinn's like no. graphic novel? They novels? were like recapping, and I was like, "Did you? Do you feel like you want to check up? it out?" Yeah, I do. Um, I knew about like the poison ivy stuff and like that kind of thing because the internet, but I didn't really know enough about her story, and also that she just was in that she came from the animated series first. Oh, I did yeah, not that understand she did that. Not come straight from the comics. Yeah, because I remembered her from the animated series. Anyway, so I think that was really fun. Um, but yeah, so I think that's my, my moment is hanging out with you, drinking a fancy root beer, watching Birds of Prey, where am I, anything you can do, I can be bleeding shirt, (laughs) reading Tank Girl first thing in the morning, um, where they're trying to teach the silly men in the war how to actually win it, they were making a mess, of course, as I love about it, always winking at the camera. Um. Okay. So, do you want me to talk about what we watched this week? Yeah. What did we watch this week? Okay. So, this week we saw season six, episode seventeen, titled "Maimed." I love that. That's so good. <laughs> First aired February third, nineteen ninety two, and TV Guide reads: A Broadway has been vows to make Julia rue the day that she stole the role of Maim from her in Anthony's community theater production oh funny jeff is played by sean ryan who was jeff who is jeff i don't know but he gets he's the first person that's listed from tv guide jeff jeff Uh, former roommate of mine (laughs) i don't know i don't know who jeff was is he like one of the like yeah like i don't you would think ivy would be Yes, exactly. Like she seems like the guest star to me. However, yeah. I don't. Maybe that's what I'm I expected. Wrong. That's why I was reading it. Let me just make sure she's not listed. Nope. Because and then it goes to, to Julia and Anthony. Okay. Okay. So if you, you say so, everybody. All right. Um, Leslie, what did we watch this week? This episode is nuts. Yeah. Um. So we start at Sugar Breakers as per usual. Mm-hmm. Julia comes downstairs, and Anthony has been at the little theater. He's on his way, but he's running late. And Carlene asks, um, what they're working on, and Anthony or Allison tells Mary Jo to like Carlene is doing something, and like 
Mary Jo's like, oh, what are you doing? And then Allison's like, leave her alone. She's studying. Don't even look at her. <laughs> that was so funny. And Carlene's not actually studying. She nope. shares that she's working on greeting cards and she's making them to have more spending money for college. Uh-huh. And Allison says, well, you never learn. If you need a few extra dollars, just come to my house and do odd jobs. What? <sighs> well, you never learn that I'm just well, like, you never learn. money bags. Yeah, and, like, and oh, you she's have awful. to like, work for Oof. it. Oof. Um, Carlene says that she thinks that this might lead to her being wealthy and famous, and she doesn't think that washing, washing out Allison's pantyhose and Oof. socks is going to lead to anything. Because she's right, it won't. Um, and Mary Jo says, you may be onto something there, with the greeting cards, obviously, not the washing yeah, out no. pantyhose. Um, and she says the greeting card business is really booming. Um, over the holidays, she saw that they even had a Christmas card to give to your dog. <laughs> of course, bringing Brownie yeah. back into it again. Ba- back into I want to meet this dog. Never, never meet this dog. Uh, it's never going to show up. <laughs> Can you believe someone would give a Christmas card to their dog? I'd never do that. I think a handwritten card is so much more personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for something they can read. Yep. yep. And so uh, Allison's like, you probably did write your dog a note. You probably gave him a Christmas present, too. And Mary Jo's like, as a matter of fact, yeah. I did. I gave him a big bag of Chewy Bones. Like, yeah. that's what you do. That's what you do. That's like Allison's acting as if that weren't perfectly normal. People do that all the time. Um, and she says, I think that was only because I was feeling guilty for having him fixed over Thanksgiving. Oh, my. And Carlin's like, see, that's exactly the the, car- the greeting card industry needs. Like, that's why I'm going to be a big success. I'm going to have a card that dealt with just that exact situation. It would say, (laughs) so you just had your dog neutered. And then inside it would say, I know you're feeling blue, but it was the right thing to do. You went in and had him fixed. Now his private parts are nixed. I'm so glad you captured that. (laughs) That was so funny. I was like, wow, she just did that on the spur of the moment? I don't think she did. And then she says, you know, it's going to be better because I just made that up on the spot. Uh huh. And she's like, what do you think, Julia? And Julia says, what do you I think, Sonny? You just said, what do you think, Julia? And Sonny went, Meow. What do you think, Sonny? I don't think the, the mic picked that up, but that was happy. You're a little weirdo. <laughs> okay. Um, and Julia says, I'm stunned. And Carlene says, now his pri- private parts are nixed. I don't know where it comes from. It's just a gift. Yeah. I've got another one, too, for like people who get seasick and are going on vacation. Oh, no. So it's a bon voyage people who... Uh, card for people who get motion sickness and she says just a little note before you get on the boat <laughs> to say before you leave have a good time wait while you heave uh-huh oh my god uh luckily we're saved by anthony here he comes in um he's very excited to announce he's going to direct the next little theater production and allison's like you a director and he god, says she is awful she's the him. worst she the worst um, and Anthony says, yes, for your information, I have directed plays before. During my unfortunate incarceration, I led the cell block B to much acclaimed production of Gigi. And it ran for three weeks. It would have run longer if Gigi had not stabbed her leading man while he was singing Thank Heaven for Little Girls. <laughs> <laughs> now, him talking about that, and then um, uh, th- I was then stuck that this was still a prison production. Oh, yeah. I, I heard him say it was a little theater, but then I was like, he's doing this prison production. And then so whenever he talks about, what is her name? Uh, the woman. Ivy. Ivy. Freaking, I couldn't decide. Ivy Winters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> whenever he talks about Ivy, I was like, why is this woman coming into jail to like do this play? Like before we actually go. Yeah. I got lost somewhere. <laughs> anyway. Um, And then uh, Julia wonders how he's going to swing it between work and law school and all of this other stuff. And he says, oh, you know, this is just fun and it's goofing around like only Ivy McBride takes it seriously. Uh. Um, she's supposedly the producer, but actually she's a tough talking, hard drinking, used to be Broadway actress. Mm-hmm. 
and they let her star in everything. And he was like, she was wonderful in Streetcar Named Desire, Stanley <laughs> Kowalski. <laughs> womp womp. What? Um, and Allison says, well, I happen to be something of a theater historian. I've never heard of her. What's she done? A couple of walk-ons? Oh, I got it. She's a dilettante who says she had a career, then comes back to here to lord it over <laughs> everyone else. I just hate people like that. I love that. That was so good. They're and so then, of stupid. Course, everyone laughs because she's talking about herself. herself. Yes. Um, and Anthony says he needs the three of them to audition, speaking to Julia, Mary Jo, and Carlene. Not addressing Allison at all. No. And Allison's like, "Oh, thank you for asking." And he's nope. like, "I didn't ask you." Nope. And she's like, "Oh, I don't do community theater." Well, good thing you weren't asked. Wow. Good thing he wow. didn't ask. I you. don't think she does anything at her. She, Come no, on. she doesn't. No. And then they're like, oh, I don't know. And Anthony brings up the fact that Julia and Mary Jo were excellent and whatever happened to baby Jane. Yes. And Julia's like, oh, I don't know. And Carlene's like, I think it sounds fun. And Mary Jo's like, of course, I'll be there. You know, she's she's a good friend. And then mm-hmm. they're going to try to convince Julia. And Anthony tells Julia it's Mame and um, she'll have a wonderful time as long as she stays away from Ivy. And Anthony um, to try like Julie's like, I don't know. And she starts walking up the stairs. And so Anthony starts singing Mame mm-hmm. and then everyone else joins in and they finally get her to come back downstairs and like join in with them. Singing. I like the movie of Mame. Have you seen it? I don't know. I oh. may have seen it when I was re- like, I know the music, oh. but I may have seen it when I was little. I saw a lot of stuff on AMC, uh-huh. like between the ages of like eight and 11. And I uh-huh. don't remember a lot of it. I remember so I my, me and my brother watching it like over of a Christmas one time. We're like, oh, that was actually way better than like I was expecting for some reason. Yeah. It was like not not that it was way better, but that like it wasn't just depressing. Like right. it actually was like good. So I was pretty excited by this. And then we cut to the theater, mm-hmm. and Carlene is talking to Ivy. That's our introduction to her. And she's just telling the story, and Carlene has, like, no clue what she's talking about. <laughs> um, and then she asks uh, Mary Jo and Julia, who are sitting at the table, um, did you know that Ivy was in the original Sound of Music with Mary Martin? And they're like, no. And then she's like, all right, let's have, have a drink. And, and Carlene says something about the coffee, and she's like, this this is not coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says that she should have been the toast of Broadway, but she got a bad rap. But don't worry. Like, she's not bitter. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Carlene starts singing. She's like, oh, you know what you remind me of? And she starts singing Give My Regards to Broadway. She's like, did you know I used to think Carol Square was a person, but it's not. It's a place. (laughs) (laughs) And so the reason all this is happening is they're waiting for uh, the director and assistant director to post cast list. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, Ivy says she can't believe that this little twit of a director made her stand out here with peons. She actually says peons. Um, and Carlin's like, oh, you know, I guess twit is a little Broadway slang for director, huh? <laughs> and I was like, that's right, honey. And then Anthony comes out, asks Ivy to go in to talk to the assistant director while he stays out of the office with yep. everyone else. Yep. And Ivy's like, oh, my Something's public coming. is calling. Oh, my. And then he's like, uh, you know, send her in there, whatever. Mary Jo, you got a part. You are Mame's homely assistant. Uh-huh. Carlene is in the chorus. Um, and Julia, of course, has been cast as Mame. There's been no contest. So they sent or he sent Ivy in there to offer her the role of Mame's foul mouth, hard drinking friend. Yeah, it sounds perfect for her. Yeah, it sounds great. And then we cut to rehearsals. Um, and they're supposed to be rehearsing bosom buddies. Anthony is trying to coax them to do it like fun bitchy and not scary yeah, bitchy yeah. because they're just being bitches to each they other. They're mad at each other. And um, Ivy says, where I come from, bitchy is bitchy. Mm. 
and they try it again and they sing it um and I'm and like at, at this point and we're not even done yet at this point my question was Uh-oh. what did Dixie have to say in order to get this episode <laughs> like how many rants did yeah. Julia go on before yeah. this for a director to promise her this episode yeah it's, it's a like it's a musical mainly I musical. bet there's you know so what? much singing I bet this is the Anita Hill connection or something like that probably that episode she probably had to say a lot yeah she didn't want to um so they get interrupted and Ivy says. Damn, Julie, you have big feet. Um. <laughs> and there's a lot of cussing I've also noticed in this episode, uh-huh. um, which is not usual. They don't cuss a lot. Um, I don't dislike it. It's fine. It's just like a little different. And I guess that's <laughs> the introduction of Ivy. Like she's you yeah. know, hard drinking, yeah. cussing, fast talking, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they try it again and Ivy blows smoke straight into Julia's face. I can't under believe. One line, which is so rude. And she's like, oh, I think that's a funny ad lib. We should just leave it in. Mm-hmm. And no. Julia's like, it's not in the script. And Ivy's like, well, I'm the producer. And then <laughs> Julia is like, okay, and puts her cigarette out in Ivy's coffee. Uh-huh. And then Ivy storms Why out. did you? Oh, because it was coffee. It might be coffee, but it definitely has liquor <laughs> she did, in it. She did quotes, quote fingers for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did you do that? Oh, There may be it. coffee, but it's definitely I, no, spiked. No, I hope it wasn't alcohol in there, because wouldn't it, like, catch on fire with a cigarette in it? I mean, I guess if it's probably pure, not. I don't know. Aaron. If it's just it's a little not. like shot in it's her coffee, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably not what I happens. <laughs> I'm like thinking it's gonna be like a like a flamethrower happening. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? Anyway. And then uh Julie tells Anthony that the show is in real trouble. Like they've been rehearsing this for days and haven't even gone through the scene once. And Julia says she's restrained herself in the face of her gin soaked harangues and have um and has reached her limit. If something isn't done, Julie is not going to be responsible. She's going to hog tie that woman and drag her oh into my. the Betty Ford clinic herself. And Anthony's like, well, I'm glad you feel that way because I need someone who realizes that and is forceful enough to stand up to her. And Julia says, what are you saying? And Anthony says, uh-huh. I'm saying congratulations. You're our new producer. Uh-huh. And then like commercial goes here. And then we cut back to Sugar Baker's. And um, <laughs> Allison asks if the impresario is going to work today. <laughs> and Mary Jo points out how absorbed Julia is in MAME. And she says casting her was like calling in General Patton to run the scout troops. Oh, my. Julia's lost her mind. Yeah. Is the translation here. She's gotten completely lost in this play. Yeah. Um, And she says, uh, come to think of it, I think that you and I better run our lines at lunch talking to Carlene. And Carlene's really excited about that. She's yeah. like, I only have six. How many do you have? <laughs> Marriage was like, I don't know. I haven't counted them. And Colleen's like, are you kidding me? That's the first thing I did. I didn't count long. It count like she's like, it didn't take long either. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's how long it Why? took. Why? That is ridiculous. And then she offers to count Mary Jo's lines. And she's like, I bet you got over 80. And Mary Jo's like, actually, it's 104. Whoa. <laughs> See, she, she knew it. She lines. counted. Um, and Jeez. Allison says that she may have some tips for Carlene's lines. And uh, Carlene gets super excited. Uh, and she's like, okay. And she's like, go ahead. And Carlene does this thing where she, like, really prepares. Uh-huh. And then she says, how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. And then uh, Allison's like, okay, you know, that's your line. Here's all the ways you can do that. And mm-hmm. then she does, like, all the different emphasis on the line. I made a video of it. You, you did. It. Yeah. Right, it's, got little, it's got a little surprise it's got at little the surprise end. surprise at the end. Um. And then Allison asks her, oh, do you see the difference in all those? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Anthony and Julia come in. Uh, 
they're arguing about one scene. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie, do you need help? You're a child. (laughs) She does this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She is like making Leslie rub her. She'll turn over on her back in a little while. Yeah, she's already on Leslie's lap. She's trying to talk to us, but then like she is like, no, 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 but you need to pet me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, she's biting her. Oh my god. <laughs> You're such a dick. I love you <laughs> so much. Um oh. and so for this scene, Julia's like, No, we have to have a real fox. This is community theater. No. How you gonna get a real fox no. and like someone to supervise the fox and like everyone handling the fox? fox? What? What is going on? Um and Anthony's like, Look, I can't just get a real fox just like no. that. And he's like, what we have is fine. And Julia says, what we have is unacceptable. (laughs) So what they have is Anthony's old fur from his grandma. But it still has, you know, like the furs have the head on them still. Oh, God. The stoles, I guess, is what you call them. But it still has the head on it. He's like, I thought we just put a string Why on it and have the AD pull it around. for like fashion? Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't understand fashion. I know. <laughs> I don't think people do it anymore. Oh, God. I think it went out of fashion like a long time ago. Oh, me. Oof. Um, he's like, I want to get the assistant director to put a, or the stage manager to put a string on it and uh-huh. pull it around like woo, 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 woo. Yeah, no. I think that's mighty fun. Nope. Julia's like, I think it's mighty stupid. Um, and she asks if Carlene got the print of the newspaper advertisement back yet. And uh, she's like, it's in the mailbox. Um, you know, I'll go get it. And Julia's like, no, I'll go get it. And she goes outside. Um, and as she's going, she says that they need Mary Jo um, at the theater in full costume and makeup check for tonight. Mm-hmm. Mary Jo's like, here we go again with the dog and the flea dip. She's like, well, I was going <laughs> to give give the dog a flea dip and it can't really wait. I thought of you when that happened. Every time. Oh, she's going to say something. She's going to say something about a flea dip and her dog that we've mm-hmm. never seen. So weird. And Julie's like, oh, it's fine. I understand if you can't make it. Um, you'll just nope. have to play the role without makeup. Oh, my. Like, really? Really? Wow. And then Anthony says, like, after Julia walks out, and Julia's taken like this, taken to this like a duck to water. Um, I think it was a great idea to give this to her, don't you? Uh Uh-uh. He doesn't sound convinced. No. No one else is responding. He's like, will somebody please say yes? (laughs) (laughs) And um, Mary Jo's like, what's in her thermos? And Anthony says, it's very strong coffee. I tried it this morning, and it was chewy. Oh. Oh. What? Oh. So strong. Um. And then Allison says um, she's always maintained that Julia has a borderline OPD. What's that? Uh, I think it's supposed to be like obsessive compulsive disorder, but I don't know what the oh, P stands for. Oh, I'm going to look that up. I think she said, unless I was supposed to type C and I type P. Okay. It's not It's not completely unreasonable okay. that I maybe did that. Um, and Carlene says, Julia is trying to put together the best production of Maine this town has ever seen, and I will not listen to anyone speak against her. And so she sits down on the counter and covers her ears and starts going la and like uh-huh, singing to herself. Uh-huh. Um, that was and so then, annoying. <laughs> it was really annoying. I hate it. And then Anthony asks Mary Jo, like, can you talk to her? And Mary Jo's like, nope, you're the director. You do it. I've got a dog to dip. <laughs> and Allison's like, you, so put, you put someone in charge who knows nothing about the theater. Like, mean, she means well, but she's never lived in New York. When you live oh in New my. York... You get to know actors. This I've whole thing. Waited on by actors. I've had them deliver things to me. Um, I have stepped over them in the gutter. And then she finally tells Carlene enough with like her singing. Unfortunately, I do sound like that. Apparently, do you? Uh, be, I was sharing with a co- a newish coworker about like some interactions I've had in my life or whatever, and then she so she thinks I'm like 
friends with actors. I was like, no, it's just what happens sometimes in like mm-hmm. New York and LA and whatever. You, you just, just end like up in the same people. spots, yeah. but it's not like, yeah, you're not like, you don't like get coffee with them. No. And I'm not interested in that. I'm just interested in having my friends that are my friends. Uh, but I sounded, but when Allison was saying this, I was like, that's probably what I sound like to my <laughs> coworker. I was joking. I was like, you know, I love Josh Gates from Exhibition Unknown. I was like, this is my best friend, Josh Gates. And then like, she thought I was being serious. Oh. Apparently, because of other stories I've told her, I don't. So I was like, I'm I don't Allison. Think you sound like that. I'm Allison. <laughs> no, I don't. I think she just didn't pick up on like the conversational cues. Yes, you're I right. Think that's what happened. Okay. Um, hi, darling. Um, Do you need some help? <laughs> no, she's fine. Okay. Um, and then Julia comes back in and asks Carlene if she proofread the ad, and she's uh-uh. like, Nope. Yeah, she's like, It says maimed. And I then, think this is the best named episode in yes, like recent history. It really is. I love it. It makes so much sense. And she's like fussing at Carlene and she's very angry and she's like, well, I'm going to go straighten out this mess. And spoilers for like the header gif of this week. It's oh. this. And she's like, heads are going to roll. And like oh, slams the door. okay. Um, and then Carlene says, if anyone wants to say anything bad about Julia, I might be able to bring myself to listen now. Uh-huh. And then we cut to opening night and... <laughs> Julia as Mame, 18 exclamation points. Wow. That's my only note. So much. Yeah. It's a lot. It's amazing. Was Mame supposed to be an over-the-top character? I thought so. Ah, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't remember that. That's why I was like, what is happening to these feathers? Or just like, yeah, like ostentatious. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Ivy isn't here yet, and Julia's like, I need to know as soon as she gets here. She's running late. Um, Mary Jo comes up and asks if if she looks okay. She's wearing Harry Potter glasses. And a giant cardigan. Mm-hmm. She asked Julia if that's homely enough for her. And then Julia wipes off her lipstick and then walks away. So rude. This this bit of her being the homely assistant is why I turned to you. And I was like, I love a homely Amy. Not, is Amy Adams? Amy it Adams. is Adams. I was just for a second, I thought I said her name wrong before. I was like, I love a homely Amy Adams. Because <laughs> she is in the, like, the in woman the, in the window. Yeah. Whatever. And I was like, that is New such one. a offensive probably turn to say like a homely woman but that i got it from this stupid episode from this episode how they how they describe mary joe with her giant sweater she looks adorable yeah and then mary joe says to anthony have you talked to her yet Uh. and julia asks the kid uh like the kid playing the kid in mame i don't know his name the kid no i don't know um She's like, did you glue your tooth back in? And he says, Ooh. yes. And she's like, good. If it falls out again, just swallow it. I promise you the oh. tooth fairy will still come. Oh. Wow. That's gross. Uh, and then she calls for the chorus to rehearse again. And Carlene comes out. And Julia's like putting her hair piece on. And Carlene's like, I made you a card. And she's like really excited about it. And she worked really hard on it. Yeah. She's Uh-oh. super proud of it. And uh, Julia's like, yeah, yeah, I'll read it later or whatever. And then Allison comes in. And she goes up to Carlene. And she's like, I want to give you some advice. This is what my acting coach at Wellesley used to say to me. Uh-oh. I've given you the benefit of my knowledge, and you have chosen not to use it. Oh. Now go out there and save your own skin. <laughs> oh, my. Um, and then as, like, Julia is making her rounds, people are like, Anthony, have you talked to Julia? <laughs> Anthony, talk to Julia. And then Anthony asks her if um, she has seen The Exorcist. You know, when the innocent young girls are possessed by Satan. Mm-hmm. And she's like... You got to give this to me in a nutshell. I don't have any time. And he's like, okay, uh, in a nutshell, you have turned into Ivy McBride. Mm-hmm. And Julia's like, that's ridiculous. I've worked my hindquarters off for this place. I'm the only one who has done anything. No one else is making any sacrifices. Oh 
Anthony's like, look, this is not a professional production. This yeah. is community theater. Calm down. And Julia's like, I'm just trying to make sure we don't go out there and make fools of ourselves. And Anthony's like, oh, we've done that before. People love it. <laughs> Julia's <laughs> like, well, that's not the kind of theater that interests me. Frankly, you have to have some young twit of a director. Or, you know, she calls him a young twit of a director and sounds exactly like Ivy. And then uh, Anthony's like, back, Ivy, back. And he makes a sign mm-hmm. of the cross like yep. she's really like possessed by a demon. Yep. Uh, and then Ivy comes in and she is sloshed. Like she can't Came even stand. She is making a mess. And she's not in costume. Nope. And, and and Allison like is near her. And she's like, whoo, nobody light a match or we'll all go up in flames. <laughs> and then Julie is like, you know, she's got to go on stage and make her entrance. And they're like, go, go. We'll take care of this. And. Allison's like the show must go on and she starts directing everybody to try and make up uh, Ivy or whatever um, and they're going to try to get her together yeah and so Julia in the at the end of her number before the bosom buddies um, scene tells she like stops and tells the audience she's like um you know tonight like Ivy McBride has taken ill so our show and then Anthony comes out in drag yep Oh, he looks so good. And they do Bosom Buddies together. It and there's adorable. a video. I'm not going to describe it. Just go to our YouTube and watch the video. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. We have a video of it. It's, it's very beautiful. cute. Um, and then uh, Allison's like, well, we didn't have any choice. Like, we didn't have anybody else to do the part. Man, he's got great legs. Yeah. And then they finish. Um, and then Anthony does a little pose at the end. Yeah. And then we go to the credits. Can I say one thing? that it's not. A, it's like a toe on a soapbox. I like the way that they handled him dressing up as her at the end. It wasn't really like a big joke or no. big ridiculous or anything like that. He was stepping up. Because he was stepping he up. He was the only one who could do it. Yeah, because I feel like we're going to look, well, maybe not we, me, I, probably you, are going to, like, as a, hopefully as a generation or whatever, people are going to look back at comedic drag the same way they look back at, like, brown yellow black face right you know what i mean like yeah. i think eventually people are going to feel that way about it yeah so that's why i was like okay this was handled like more chill yeah like and the point was not him being in drag the yeah. point is he put on the costume and he did the role because he loves julia even though she's been a dick this whole episode yes anthony is the heart and soul of this show he really is <laughs> he really is i mean he is always like taken for granted yep. made a joke of whatever but like but all, but he's but he himself even talks about that yeah you know and and the women still are take care of him or whatever and but it's like i don't know i yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like go anthony go go anthony go yeah did you have a favorite outfit i did i was please um, tell me oh my gosh i was tempted to do anthony and or julia but i yeah i'm gonna do mary joe's outfit in the beginning because it's ridiculous took a picture because i was like what what is, is she wearing happening it's, in this i don't know i'm pretty sure it's two pieces it looks like she's wearing like a muumuu it's, yeah. or like her pajamas or something it's like a i don't even know it's like yeah. flowers but it looks kind of reminiscent of like a giraffe print with like the collar being like a zebra print yep and she's got this big necklace on and the giant buttons going all the way down and it's huge and it yeah. goes to the floor yeah. and she's just sitting on this chair and it just like is taking up the whole chair. It's very strange. So I, I chose that uh, one. Honestly, <laughs> I had <laughs> the same thought because I was like, why, why is this? I don't, I don't understand. understand. Um, I also had that and my backup was the one, well, I when they were doing 
their little like practice when, when it was still Ivy. Um, Julia's outfit is now they have a costuming part department, of course, but her outfit is more thought through than anything I've ever done in my life. Yep. Um, she has got everything matches like the scarf mm-hmm. matches how like brings out all the colors of her ankle warmers yep. and her leggings and her oversized blousy shirt. But then I look over at Ivy. She's the same same yep. dang way. She has got this like duster that pulls out all the colors of her pants and her shirt and her scarf and I was like and her earrings even. I'm like, I have never thought about anything as much nope. as this whole outfit. Nope. I'm so impressed. Like again, it's it's costuming department, it's people's jobs to literally do that. But I was like, the idea that these women like and the, but the people did used to do that mm-hmm. a little bit more than I think they do now. Um, but uh, I mean, people still th- think through an outfit, but it's like to make sure it's all coordinated and stuff. Yeah. Oh man, that killed me. And then, yeah. And did you get like? Did you make a gif 